welcome to Under the Wings Helmet. I'm Kyle Simmons. I'm joined by former Michigan offensive lineman and former NFL offensive lineman Thomas Gwines and the host of the ASAP Elite podcast, Rob Penn. How are we doing tonight? What's happening? Yeah. What's going on, gentlemen? Well, uh, week six, uh, Wolverines defeated Indiana 31-10 uh, to 10 in Bloomington. The win takes the Wolverines to six and zero for the second straight season, which is something that actually hasn't been eligible. Oh, Bold eligible. Yeah, true. Right. There you go. Yeah, so that's the first time they've been six and zero to start a second uh, second straight season since the nineteen seventies. Something I read today. Um, but yeah, Blake Corum had another great game for Michigan, finishing with one hundred twenty four rushing yards and a touchdown. J.J. McCarthy threw for 304 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And Ronnie Bell had 11 receptions for 121 receiving yards. Uh, the game was tied at 10 at halftime. I remember the three of us were actually, you know, texting about it. But then the Wolverines uh, took control and scored 21 unanswered in the second half. So we'll start with Thomas. Uh, what's your analysis of this game versus uh, Indiana last Saturday? Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I told you at the beginning of the season, we were going to get a field goal blocked, and it happened in this game right here. Um, fortunately, we blocked one of theirs as well, so turnabout is fair play. But I think when you look at the stats, as you alluded to earlier, overall we had 165 yards rushing, and we had 304 yards in the passing game. So what that's telling me is, is that – our offensive coordinator is finding ways to take what the defense has given us. A lot of teams obviously has been doing their film study. Everyone knows that we are a run first team, but by us being able to establish the run, go with that play action pass, then it starts to open up the passing lanes. As again, as you alluded to, Ronnie Bell had a, had a big game. I want to say he had uh, 11 receptions for 121 um, with a uh, schoonmaker looking at nine uh, targetings. So all that to be said, we're passing the ball around. Everybody's getting a lot of love, and we're trying to give a lot of those defenses a lot more to think about than just Blake Corm. Again, um, having uh, number seven coming out of the backfield, doing his thing on Edwards, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield I think is really going to be one of those key components to his game but also to our game offensively. Again, just continuing to give defensive coordinators where they're going to go. Are they going to run the ball? Is it going to be the tight end schoolmaker? Hopefully we'll go all back at some point in time in the season and continuing to watch our receivers to uh, mature, grow, and get out there and show what their skill set's all about. So overall, I thought we had a, a pretty good game. It was tight, and I told everybody that. Um, we, we get too caught up in the pedigrees of certain teams but not really understanding what certain teams bring when they play us. And I've said it time and time again, even when I was a player, Indiana always plays us hard, either in Ann Arbor or down in Bloomington. So hats off to the Hoosiers for uh, bowing their necks and, you know, giving us a, a good competition. But at the end of the day, the better team won, obviously, is the Michigan Wolverines. Go Blue. Hey, go Blue. Rob, what you think? What's your take? Well, first off, I want to start off by saying, uh, you know, get well soon. Uh, and best wishes to Mike Hart and mm -hmm. his family. Uh, yes. You know, hope that he bounces back uh, quickly and, beats, uh, and gets back on that sideline. Uh, you know, we, we're going to miss him. Uh, secondly, I want to give my hats off to, to, to the kid, McCarthy, for having his first 300-yard passing game. You know, it was a dogfight. Like you say, the whole time through, that 10-10 halftime score, and was able to finally, you know, drag him into deep waters 
again, like I heard the announcer say on that, uh, you know, during the game, it's just something that we do. We stuff the pedigree, but we also leaned on our stars to really get the ball on, you know, and not be predictable, which we've uh, spoke about the uh, past few weeks. We also, uh, one thing Thomas alluded to was how tough Indiana was. And that's all I could think about the entire game. You know, when, when it was 10-10 and we were in that dogfight, how tough they are and how, to, how good that quarterback looked. And, and they had a pretty good receiver over there too, man. So, yeah, they're, they're a few players away, man, from really, you know, being competitive in this Big Ten, man. So I want to tip my hat to them. Uh, but like I said, we stuck to the pedigree. We stuck to the program. We stuck to uh, the plan, the strategy, everything that we needed to do to really take advantage of this team to really beat them, you know, and go these body shots loosen them up so we were able to go ahead and take the top off in the second half and get that done. So uh Thomas, I want to ask you, like I said, it was a it was a 10-10 game at halftime. What do you think was that big difference in the second half? Oh so clearly it was just adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um you know I think from from a defensive standpoint we were playing a lot of man come back and uh, our DC puts us in zone and I think we were getting a little bit better pass rush up front. And as I said before, our offensive line did a good job. We got some really good push at times as far as converting some short yardage plays, uh, giving J.J. some time. J.J. showing some great touch. J.J. had a play where he rolled out to his right, had a defender between him and the receiver, receiver on, his, on, on the sideline. So what was really cool for me to watch was, again, not only the athleticism. We know J.J.'s hell of an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. But and, and we know that the arm talent's there. But his ability on the move to to just drop it in the bucket just enough over the defender's head, just fast enough that, that it doesn't get picked off, but just catchable enough that it makes an easy catch for the receiver, first down move the chains. So, you know, J.J.'s continually continuing to show us his maturation and his mastery of the offense. Again, got to keep him healthy, healthy. So that's going to be on the big boys up front, making sure that he that he doesn't get beat up too much. And J.J. has to continue to play within the confines of the offense. And when he gets ready to, you know, do the J.J. thing, do it in a smart way. You know, I want to say that that pick that he threw, that was probably an ill-advised pass, just trying to force some things in there. But it is what it is. Luckily, it didn't hurt us too much. Um, other than that, I just think our coaching staff did a really good job, especially with, with Mike Hart going down now. The most advantageous thing for us when Mike did go down was the fact we got Fred Jackson on the sidelines. Fred Jackson, mm-hmm. first year at Michigan was my freshman year, so 1992. Fred's been around the program for a long time. I want to say Fred's been there 1992 to 2014. So he's not new to this. Um, he's been with the seat. He's been with the team all year this season. So, you know, definitely he's got a good feel for the boys in the program. And also, you know, who did Mike Hart learn from? Mike Hart played under Fred. I'm sure Fred and Mike have had some really good uh, film study sessions. So I, I'm more than confident in Fred Jackson's ability to step in, fill those shoes that he once wore on a permanent basis. And, you know, we shouldn't m- miss a beat as far as that goes. Other than that, we just have to continue to perfect the craft, let our offensive and defensive coordinators continue to come up with great schemes and put our boys in the most advantageous position possible. One thing that we don't do enough of and that we haven't done is really shine a light on our defense. Man, they stroke. They stroke, man. Every week, you know, they're either pitching shutouts or giving up a couple scores during the game. Just a little bit over 200 yards this last week. It's a defense by committee. You know, we have one of the top safeties in the game here with Turner and Green. 
you know, and uh, hey man, I gotta tip my hat to that D. They playing some ball. Yeah, I definitely concur, and I like the way how our defensive coordinator went when Indiana tried to go tempo on us. And I, I don't really know how the rule worked, but, you know, they were taking our guy that was the furthest um, from the sideline and running him off the field. And I, you know, I guess just within the college game, uh, the the officials have to get has to get that player time to get off the field. And doing so gives us time to kind of figure out, are we in the right formations? Do we have the right personnel in? So, you know, there's definitely some cat and mouse. There's definitely some chess being played there. But, again, that that's, you know, kudos to our defensive coordinators being smart, understanding what was happening. Because, in my opinion, um, I, I concur with you, Rob, but I really feel like when teams go tempo on us defensively, we get out of sorts. It's especially in, in the secondary, it seems like our secondary is a little lost trying to figure out uh, what the assignment is, what the formations are going to be. So that's going to be something in which I'm going to be watching real closely um, as the weeks progress. Our ability to match our defensive formations with tempo when, when the offense brings tempo. In addition, what they did do is every time that Indiana subbed, that they brought in the entire D-line package. You know, I did like right. that also. So they were right. adjusting. You know, they were on top of it. Yes. So as we get ready to go on to week seven, we have the number 10 ranked Penn State Nittany Lions. Ah, it's not the same. As we go on to week seven, we have the 10 ranked Penn State Nittany Lions coming in Ann Arbor for a maze out this week. Um, this is, I guess we expect this to be that first true test here for the Wolverines this season. Uh, Penn State's coming into the game at 5-0. and uh, they're led on offense by the trio of Sean Clifford, Nicholas Singleton, and Parker Washington. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, so, Thomas, what do you think we're going to have to do to win this game? I, I mean, you know, s- simply put, we're going to have to go out here and at some point in time show a level of domination mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball up front. As I've said time and time again, I think we have some of the best skill players in the country that are able to compete with anyone. But in my opinion, we're going to have to have an offensive lineman showing that we haven't seen all year. We're going to have to see Blake get out, and Blake's going to have a, have to have another workman-type performance, probably with 20-plus carries. Um, I believe Blake can do that. But at the same point in time, too, I don't want to wear this kid out. There's still a lot of football left to play. With that being said, Edwards and our other running backs, the rest of our stable of running backs, are going to have to have to step up and get some meaningful uh, clock in order to give Blake some time just to rest, catch his breath. Now, again, as I said, offensive line, we got to do a job. I think we're going to see a lot of stunts and twist from uh, Penn State. In doing so, I think they're going to try to test us early. And their ability to get to J.J., to get J.J. shaken a little bit. And from that, I believe their defensive coordinator sees what I'm seeing. You got you got a racehorse that wants to run, but let's see if this racehorse is skittish. And what do I mean by skittish? Skittish in the sense of 
he starts to press. And once he starts to press because of the fact that either the rush is getting to him, um, maybe he can't get the passes off like he wants to. Now he's going to start trying to do things on his own outside of the confines of the offense, at which point in time he's going to make a mistake and turn the ball over. So as long as, again, I'm going to say it time and time, I'm a boring guy, ladies and gentlemen. Stay inside the confines of the offense. Protect the ball. Punish these dudes up front. Um, our offensive line and tight ends have to punish that Penn State front seven. Again, this is going to be a war of attrition, and I feel like that once we get in halfway through that third quarter, it's going to be a telltale sign who's been doing a better job up front. If we win that that war of attrition on both sides, meaning our defensive front seven gets home, continues to hit that quarterback, I don't think people really understand the cumulative effect of hits, good hits on a quarterback that it has on, on said quarterback. And so if we're able to, to prevent that and if we're able to also get that, hell, I think in the Indiana game, we had like, what, seven sacks yeah, as a team? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was something silly, right? So all that to be said, we need another workmanlike performance from those guys on defense as well. I think if we do that because of our skill positions um, and we're playing at home, uh, we still have a lot riding on the season. Like I said, we're already bowl eligible, but – we haven't guaranteed ourselves in, in, in the bowl that we really want to go to. Um, it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm calling the score. It's going to be 21-14. 21-14. So, uh, Rob, uh, who do you think are going to be the key players this week for the Wolverines? Hey, uh, 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 we're gonna. It's going to have to be our horses. We're going to have to ride with the guys. You know, uh, it's going to be the top four players. You know, let's get it. It's going to start with J.J. That's gonna, uh, it, it, Blake's going to have to have a big game. Edwards is the uh, is the uh, factor here. It's the X factor. He's gonna have to be able to get some of these, use that big body to really pick up some of these third, these three, uh, these you know three and four yard gains. You know that three yard in a cloud of dust type scenario. Ronnie Bell has to also catch the ball too. I saw uh, Cornelius drop a couple, drop a pass last week that was crucial. I think every, everybody has to do their job, man. Uh, it's gonna be our top five guys. Uh, but I did have a question for Thomas, man. Uh, Penn State is always scary. Always. Now, back in the gap when you were playing, I remember that team with Kerry Collins, uh, Kyle Brady, and Kijana Carter. Yep. Tell us about the battles that you had with Penn State back in the gap. I remember one game, and we actually lost the game. We were in uh, Ann Arbor, and we were um, running into the north end zone. We had a zone play. I was playing right tackle. I don't know who the defensive end was, but I got a pancake. And so, as I'm on top of the dude, weekly takes the ball and my head's in the hole and he knees me in the head as he goes by and takes it in for six. I was concussed. There was no doubt. I was seeing stars. All I knew was we was running down and we scored. Again, Penn State has had some talented, talented teams. The first year we played Penn State um, at uh, Beaver Stadium and we had that uh, goal line stance where it was literally – Four plays in our defensive front seven stuck them dead right then and there. We won that game. So the now funny story about that game is this. Because the airport in Happy Valley is, is really small, we couldn't take our normal jets. So we took two prop planes. So we had the offensive one and the defensive one on, on the other. And it was a real bad snowstorm, a lot of turbulence. And as we were getting ready to come down for our landing – we smacked the tarmac. 
you never seen so many 300 pounders screaming in their life. And when we hit the tarmac and you can feel the plane fishtailing like this and we hit the tarmac so hard, so hard that the cockpit door flew open and I had I had an aisle seat and I looked over and all you saw was the pilot was doing this, just trying to hold it together. Dude, it was hilarious to me. When I get scared, I laugh a lot. So I was laughing my butt off. So uh, we made it, you know, like I said, uh, definitely started a historic rivalry between the Maize and Blue and the Nittany Lions. Um, we were came out fortunate and won that first game. He had a, a, a humongous defensive stance with Buster Stanley and Bobby Powers and all of those guys up front, Jared Irons, uh, Shante Peoples. So uh, if you get time on YouTube, I want to say that might have been 94, 95. Check that game out, Beaver Stadium. But, uh, you know, Penn State's just – Penn State's almost like the Michigan of the East, if you will. Uh, historic tradition really honor and, and believe in the hard work and, and, and trying to do it right on the football team, football field. And even though, you know, they had the whole scandal and stuff that took place there. But when you just talk about pure football for what it is, it's definitely just one of those teams that you have to salute, you know, give a salute to and tip your cap to because those guys have, have done it right. They believe in, in, in hard work. They believe in the work ethic and understand about what it is to, to enjoy the struggle. And because they do it like that, they, you know, always produced, you know, it, it was linebacker you for a minute with all the linebackers they were, they were putting out there and tight ends. So everything being everything, I'm really looking forward to seeing, again, how we're going to match up. The one thing I was really happy about in the Indiana game was I wanted to see us struggle and I knew we were going to struggle just because that's, you know, that's just the type of effort that Indiana always gives us. And they have a hell of a coach over there um, in their head coach. So with that being said, I just wanted to see how we were going to bounce back from, from some adversity. And then with, with, with coach Mike Hart going down too, that doubled it. Right. But to, to the character of the team and the coaches, what happened? Halftime, get your heads together, boys. Let's make the adjustments. Coach Hart's going to be good to go. Get your mind back in the game. Let's win the game. And then once we win the game, we can take care of Coach Hart. But first of all, we got we got business to take care of right here, right now in the present. So refocus, regather. Um, coaches, do what you guys got to go work your voodoo magic and put the spell on the boys. Let's go back out here and let's go get this dub. So before we get ready to head out of here, Rob, we got to get your prediction. What do you think? I think we go down this week. Oh, man. 23, 23, 23, 17. All right. Well, we're it's a, it's a tra- and, and you know what the crazy thing is this? It's a trap game, but it's not a trap game. Hmm. It's a trap game in the sense of <clears throat> we're on a roll and we're, we're having a lot of success. But it's not a trap game because of who we're playing. Right. And my thoughts are if we come out and perform like we can, I don't think Penn State, quote unquote, has a better team. Mm-mm. I'm just looking to see if we come out and we perform under this level of pressure and scrutiny. Because there's going to be a lot of 
this game right here is going to be a telltale sign and it's going to have national repercussions as far as the standing goes. Whoever wins this game. Hey, so you know, we, we can't come out 10 10. I tell you that much. Oh, that 10 no, 10 that us playing at that level that we played against Indiana in the first half, it's going to get us beat. Oh, there's no doubt. Mm. And, and I, unfortunately, do I think we're going to run the table this year? I don't think so. There's going to be a hiccup at in, at least one. Um, I'd rather have it sooner than later and that, you know, we run the table from there. But, you know, we're going to have to continue to, like I said before, just perfect the craft. And as Rob said, we got to start jumping on people early and often and consistently. We got to sustain drives. We got to continue to put our foot on the gas throughout the whole game. Yeah, because we were texting, man. And we were texting each other all at halftime, kind of like, what is this? Is it what we were expecting here, you know? Yeah. That's what y'all wasn't. I was expecting. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, but I was like, I wasn't expecting this, you know? Thought we was. I mean, I thought it'd be a a close game, a tight game, but I wasn't expecting 10 10 at half. (laughs) I thought we were going to (laughs) cover. Hey. hey. And we almost covered. We only missed it by a point. Oh, we covered. I thought it was 22. Oh, I think it was like 22, 22 and oh, a half. It was? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I okay. think we missed it by a point. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so it is what it is. But you, hey, Kyle, I'm going to say this. We're going to win. Uh, have your Pepto Bismol ready because um, it's, it's going to be a tumultuous, tense time watching the game. But just understand this we're going to come out on the other side and uh, we're going to be all right. We're going to come out this game with a W. I, I think we so. win. 27-20, so that's my score. But uh, So, yeah, that's all for this week for Under the Wings Helmet. Come back next week where we uh, preview the game against the Spartans. And be sure to listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and the Believe Network. For Rob Penn and Thomas Gwines, I'm Kyle Simmons. Go Blue. Go Blue. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.